Welcome to a Nathanless edition of the Illuminati Podcast. I'm Seth Vornador. With me tonight, Robert Stieg. Stieg, how are you doing this lovely evening? Dead. I'm doing good. (laughs) He's not dead. He's on death's door. Right. He's he's being uh, he's being uh, killed over by a cold, which I think is uh, the the new thing that's going around right now is is death by colds. So we'll uh, we'll keep him in our thoughts and prayers. Our T's and P's. It's T's and P's to Nathan Bond and family. I'm not sure. Usually, one in the house has it. Everybody in the house has it. We had a nice round of strep last week, so. Uh, I'm assuming he's got uh, children or family members are also sick. So good luck to all. Right. But we've actually got things to talk about this week. We do in for the, the first time world. in a while. Yeah. Yes. They released the football schedule, which we kind of knew who was who they were going to play, but we didn't know when they were going to play. And uh, this is is, (laughs) which is important. Uh, And I think it kind of lays out pretty nicely. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Pretty packed night of USF athletics, Stieg. I'm I'm furiously refreshing over here as well. I don't have it on any of my uh, screens or anything. Um, I think she just tweeted it. She said there's so many sports happening and we're just sitting here talking about football, which is what everyone cares about. We've got one uh, verified dub, right? We got uh, a women's basketball W in the books. We got two verified dubs today, actually. Oh, go for With, it. Uh, softball, softball uh, beat Florida Gulf oh, Coast yes. earlier. Another verified dub. Uh, baseball, they are they up on UF right now? They are. They are up 10 to 8 in the bottom of the ninth uh, UF uh you have just hung, uh, seven runs on this uh, on the top of the ninth. So Ooh. let's see if they can close it out. Go for a nice little dub here. And I I heard last the the game yesterday was a lot closer than the final score indicated. Right, Florida kind of a similar kind of similar where the seems like the ninth innings kind of turned both these games the last two nights. Right. Yeah. And it, it's a midweek game, so you're you're kind of <clears throat> at times not using uh, your your ace as you're using a lot of young uh, arms just because it's a weeknight game. And so that can kind of happen. You throw a guy in for the top of the ninth and, you know, it's it might be his first game of the season or it might be kind of a you know long stretch between games. And, you know, they, they'll they'll rattle off five runs. You have say uh, obviously a highly respected baseball program. So uh, top to keep it right close, now, right? I think was good. Yeah. Top ten, so that'd be uh, two pretty. If you can get a pull out a win here, that'd be two pretty good wins on the season so far. I know you and Vito talked oh, about yeah. the initial series uh, against Maryland, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that'd be two. That'd be two pretty good wins there. Now uh, I think it'd be only two wins, right? So yeah, two, two like two good ones. Four, yeah, two two top fifteen wins is good to, in my book. That'd be a good start. All right, uh, basketball, women's basketball, W. I, I did. I had a question I wanted to ask you and Vito the other night, and it's it's kind of it may not be as relevant tonight because we're seeing like people's heads just get dunked on repeatedly. But I was going to ask you, what is a more enjoyable, fun watch? Uh, USF men's basketball or The Last of Us? <laughs> Uh, honestly, at this point, it's it's 
it's the last of us uh well, both of them kind of do the same thing. Both of them kind of lead me to fall off and then just rip my heart out in the last like five minutes. So they're, they're basically uh, one and the same to me at this point. You know, they'll have a high artillery. Uh, yes, the emotional journey of each is is way too similar. Um, I, I mean, for anyone who has didn't The Last of Us or is not paying attention to The Last of Us, it is sad. It is depressing. It is U.S. basketball personified into a video game or a TV series here. <laughs> this is also true. Yes. Both of them have gotten people angry a lot. And, uh, and, and I think the show is as good as the game. I only had watched people play the game. I fell in love with it. I never got a chance to play it myself because I never got a, uh, a PS3 or PS4. So, you know, poo on me. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed it. I played the game. Uh, I've played both. I enjoyed. I've I've enjoyed the show so far. Um, but it is it is kind of different than the game. Not too like. There's obviously you got to change some stuff for TV, but it's not. Um, they didn't try to make it like gamified where there's constant action. Um, it is a little bit slower than the game, I'd say, but it is. The world is very interesting. So, um. The core, I think they're 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 doing a good job keeping the core things the same. So, um, I think you can, Hector. I think you can go back and forth, or kind of have that up and listen and go to another app. So, I'm sure you want to check the scores and whatnot. All right. So, Sieg, are you ready to talk football schedule? Yeah. Uh, as 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 mint basketball is a. Uh, Coming to a close, yes. <laughs> we'll do. We'll, we'll see if we can stay on until the end of the men's basketball game, and then and then we'll yes, do, there we go. We'll, Keep we'll, me distracted. I'm gonna th- we'll have, we'll have up, throw my phone. <laughs> we'll have updated an updated an update at the end here to see if we if the Wednesday sweep has been uh, has actually happened here. So let's look at the football schedule. So we had the non conference games were pretty set, right? So we we had the dates on those, but. The conference games had not been set in stone with dates yet, so let's take a look. First game on the road, Western Kentucky, probably a much tougher game than when it was initially scheduled. Quite quite uh, a bit, actually. I think tenfold, if, if I could even say that. Yeah. Uh, FAMU, uh, you'll see one of your leading – what was one of your leading uh, – Candidates there, and Willie Simmons leading FAMU into Ray J. And then the following week, Alabama. That is gonna that's gonna be an interesting game. It uh let me tell you, it it caught steam because obviously uh, us USF fans, we knew Alabama was coming to him and James Stadium uh this season as a part of that home or uh to get one home. Uh, deal that we have with the University of Alabama. So we knew this was coming, but uh, a bunch of more national uh, folks started figuring it out. And it just, there was a lot of why. There was a lot of very con- big confusion because Bama doesn't do this normally. I mean, yeah, they'll play their group of five, you know, cupcake and, you know, beat them by 65 points and whatnot and everything. But Bama very that's that's usually a home crowd, but that's usually you know a, a tune-up game for them uh, of some variety. You know, game one or game two. Um, 
but yeah, for them to travel to a group program, I think is, is pretty rare. I don't remember the last time that they've done that. It's, it's probably university of like Louisiana Monroe or something. Yeah. It's been a long time. I'd imagine. Um, interesting. So Alabama is in like a good sandwich spot, I think for, uh, USF, but looking at Alabama, they got USF in a kind of a tough sandwich. So they go, they got Texas at home, then travel to USF and then next week, Ole Miss at home. So, um, That'll be an interesting spot on the schedule for them. Uh, maybe you get a little look at there, but that's something we can discuss as we get further on. But, um, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to say. I know Vito, I listened to you guys on, on the roundup, and Vito was like, you know, it's just the lowest common denominator going through and, and looking at how many wins. But, you know, I kind of want to do that. But <laughs> that's the first thing that pops in your head, right? Uh, but I, I do think it's hard obviously with the team being pretty poor last year um, and losing a lot on off. I think that's the one thing that even I'm still kind of in my, in my mind kind of got to kind of come to grips with that. uh, They did lose a ton on offense and they were really good. Now they were able to kind of pass the ball better as the year went on, but they were really good at running the ball and they lost pretty much all the production from that. You know, they lost Petit. You lose your best back, and then you lose uh, four of the linemen, right? So that's going to be tough to replicate this year. So I've I've been kind of thinking maybe the offense takes a step forward, but it may be tough. Um, let's just kind of look at this first month here. What do you or what are you thinking? I think there's some. I think that's a pretty good outcome in terms of how it stacks up to come out. St- come out swinging a little bit right yeah i mean the western Kentucky game is obviously gonna be the i'm not gonna be bullshitting everyone's gonna be looking at that game to see where usf is at you know a, a fellow group of five program one that albeit has been a lot more successful over the last few years than usf has been you know in the traditional sense of things um you know that's a game that you might lose maybe like 20% of the fans if you lose it. Um, But I think you can kind of really kind of make a statement if you can kind of, I don't want to throw the excuse out there. I mean, Western Kentucky is a very well-coached team. They brought back Austin Reed, who threw for 55 million yards last year. So you're looking at a very weird instance of you're playing one of the better group of five programs to start the season. It's not the prettiest start as you're one of the worst uh, group of five program. So it's not going to look as pretty as it should when you, you know, compare apples to apples like this, but at least in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, you can kind of give a pretty good litmus test for the offense at the very least. I don't think defensively you're going to find out anything uh, that you, <laughs> that you uh, anything new. It might uh, be much of the same. I'm afraid. Yeah. It's a tough opener. Um, you'll, I think maybe the one saving grace is that uh, there you go. Nick comes in with the the Bama. Last time they went to a G five, that nice little uh, we're on probation, but we're gonna go to Hawaii is a consolation Hell prize yeah. for everybody. Um, real quick, Steve, anything on this? As we were talking, baseball wins. Big dub. All right, so that 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 leaves one on the board. We won't even talk about it. That leaves one on the board for today. Um, but yeah, I the maybe the saving grace is that. Um, you feel like you've got some depth in the defensive backfield. They're going to get tested immediately. 
Um, Western Kentucky's been throwing the ball around a ton, and they hired uh, Mississippi State's Drew Hollingshead, who, who was like a receivers coach there. He's going to be running the air raid stuff. So uh, you're going to see a ton of throws. And you have some added vitriol maybe with a little bit of news that happened between our last recording and now. Uh, USF has another new receivers coach. <laughs> another new receiver, the third one. <laughs> third receivers coach of uh, the Alex Golish era uh, with Damian Washington. Played at Missouri. You may remember him from there. And then was uh, was supposed to be like a GA last year or a quality control guy at Oklahoma. Cade Gundy quit right before this season or resigned or maybe got fired. Uh, if you remember that whole situation with him saying some uh, not great things. Uh, and he steps in and is the receivers coach last year for Oklahoma. Gets the job at Western Kentucky. And then USF goes and grabs him when their when uh, their receivers coach goes to Kansas State. So some added say, little added venom there. Yeah, this uh, this this hiring cycle is 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 fucking nuts. Not to not to go off the rails here for a second, but I, I I've been wanting to get this out in the appropriate uh, you know avenue, and I think now is a good time. Like UF is looking for a defensive coordinator right now. They uh, they might have they they might have hired the guy, but they just like yeah they lost two guys to the Cardinals today, right? Like the NFL is definitely taking a look at you know what the college ranks are kind of doing and <laughs> yes off the rails but more fun. But I mean for for all the intents and purposes of what's going on, like I, I don't yes USF losing one two wide receiver coaches in the same offseason is nuts to me. But I, I look around and like UCF just lost their running coach yesterday. And yeah. like, you know, it, this isn't Alabama still, you know, waiting for their piece. Notre Dame is still looking for an offensive coordinator. And so many vacant gaps and spring starts in like a week and a half. Like yeah, I, I think starts we're about spring to, in two weeks. Yeah. It's and, crazy. Yeah. I, they kind of lucked out. <laughs> yeah, they kind of lucked out. They got, I think the guy they hired runs kind of the same stuff. So, but, you know, imagine like Notre Dame where I, I guess they ended up, they ended up kind of internally promoting. But, uh, you know, it, like you mentioned, UCF, they just had their running backs coach go to Miami. Well, I'm, I'm sure practice is imminent for them. So you got to, you got to hire none. And this is after they had their defensive coordinator hired away in the offseason and this and that. So, um, I think you're going to see more guys go to the NFL too if the recruiting schedule doesn't get fixed or changed because it's just constant right now. And that's why right. you're seeing younger and younger guys. I, I think we'll end up getting to, and this is probably a, something for another show or a little more general college football. I think we're going to end up getting to um, where you have a recruiting staff and you have a coaching staff. And if you have, I think, you know, you're going to, if you allow coaches, which is a rule they're looking at, if you allow everyone that's you know everyone that can to coach during practice well you can hire a lot of quality control guys to, to handle your practices and then you could your 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 10 counting recruiting coaches can just be recruiting heavy and so you yeah. almost have two different staffs you'll just have to figure out how to merge it on game day because uh, right now you can do whatever you want during, you, you'd be able to do whatever you want during practice but not during games so um, that would be a big Big change. So, um, yeah, but USF has not been 
uh, immune to the odd coaching shift schedule here. So uh, that Western Kentucky game, a little bit extra to it, not just game one, but uh, you also stole the receivers coach. So then you get your first home game. I think this is one that, fingers crossed, everyone's kind of got penciled in as a pretty sure victory here, <laughs> even in uh, even in the last three years. They haven't lost to an FCS team, so should be a victory there. But the next three games, I think, are pretty interesting. I don't know what to expect from Rice or Navy, really. Um, Rice ended. I think Rice ended up going to a bowl game, but they were they were five and seven and not a great team last year. Right, they um, uh, they under overperformed, if that makes sense. Like, I think they won games, but were like really bad even when they won. Like, they, it was kind of fluky. It seemed like mm-hmm. a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, again, it, I, I'm double checking. They were five and eight, three and five in the conference. Kind of took care of business where they needed to take care of business, and how they many got? Yeah. How many teams have ever gone five and eight? That's, that's a, a very small, that's gotta be a small <laughs> list, right? <laughs> that's gotta be at least well, I mean, you've also got to think back probably in the modern era of college football, it's very rare. But I would imagine there was quite a few times that you know Penn State went five and eight off of pure scheduling in the 1940s or something it's like been that. Independent. And now they have JT Daniels. Yes, you are yeah. right, Heath Hunt. They have a seventh-year senior, JT Daniels, leading potentially leading the helm. Uh, I don't think that he's been announced the starter yet. So they're kind of – I think, you know, there's not a ton of – to me, I think there's like three or four teams on here that you're like, these teams are really good. You're going to have a lot of problems. I think Western Kentucky's one. Alabama's obviously one. I think UTSA is one. I guess Memphis – or UAB might be another one. The others, it's like, it's kind of, um, there's, I think there's a lot of toss-ups on the schedule. And then that includes that Rice and Navy. I think right. there's, a, there's a very real possibility you go into October three and two. Right. And and not even paying mind to the fact that Navy, UAB, FAU, and Charlotte are all bringing in new head coaches as well. So yeah. that kind of adds a different variable into conference games a little bit because yeah, they're they're in the same position we are. Obviously, you know, depending on how you look at it, some of these teams are set up for success a little bit better than goalish is just off of SP plus rankings. Um, but I mean, Navy didn't really make the big splash higher that you thought they would. No, I say with a sarcastic tone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we were bad and we're going to fire a head coach. Let's just promote the defensive coordinator. That was kind of an odd one. Um, That was a, you know, it it just had to pay a guy at that point. I wonder how that's taken by the players. They seem, I mean, uh, Ken Niamatololo. Is that right? They like he just I, I saw him on Twitter. He's just had he's just having the seniors over for dinner still. You know, he's still pretty connected with the players there. I wonder what that kind of you know, is this something where they're like, Oh, well, it's an in-house guy, we'll rally around him, or is it something like, Man, why'd you fire a coach and just promote another guy here? So yeah, I that'll be interesting to watch. I wasn't. I mean, I, I really thought this was the chance for Hawaii and and the service or Hawaii Navy. I'm looking at flying Hawaiian uh, yeah. in our chat here. Um, I, I was sitting here thinking like this could be the time that Navy can make the change 
not necessarily out of the triple option, but into a more modern version of the triple option. But I just know that would be met with the worst of fanfare. Um, so I, I figured they would do something like this. I thought they would hire uh, the guy from Kennesaw State. I thought they'd just hire, um, yeah, the head coach straight up from Kennesaw State. Yeah, or 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 one of the other, um, you know, D2 or D3 triple option schools. Um, Davidson was another one that's had some success doing kind of the option stuff. Yeah, I, I, I did not think in-house was going to was going to be the hire there, but right. Alas, it was. So that you've got that. And then, you know, coming into the next one, you got Bill for ball. Um, yeah, that's another big question mark. What's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, you know, it, it's it, that that hire has been met with a lot of mixed reactions from the the folks of you know, yeah, you might bring in a couple of good recruits or, or two just off of name alone, but how many of these kids are big fans of Trent Delford in the state of Alabama? <laughs> big Delford ball, baby. He and, right. and his, his, he coached in Tennessee, which uh, I think he coached in Nashville. Um, I don't know exactly how far away that is. I know there's they're not too far from Alabama and Nashville, but um, so I don't know if he's got connections, you know, close by with high school coaches around there. Who knows? He coached at a private school there, so um, I'm sure there's some 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 guys up there that don't really like him. Um, then you got FAU for homecoming, and then on the road at UConn's around out October, and then November. November's got a couple of tough ones in here, right? Yeah, I, I mean, the, uh, the the worst part about this is we're probably going to lose to UConn, and that's just going to be like <laughs> of like anything like I, I think everyone would be kind of like understandable if if the season were to play out where you know just going off of the schedule right now loss win loss toss up win loss loss you know some variety of that leading up to that UConn game and then you lose to UConn there are a lot of old USF fans that'd be very upset at that that'd be what the first loss to UConn in 10 years I think yeah that would be uh it'll be interesting to see where they get to because they were another one that ended up being bowl eligible right but it's not like they were world beaters either during the year right. so <laughs> the kind of similar to rice so there's most of the schedule i think is just question marks and you really have no idea how much you underperformed your talent last year uh, it feels you 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 kind of feel like they've underperformed their talent, and then injuries and things like that kind of really hurt them last year. But right. you feel like you really underperformed your talent these last few years. So, as asking I mean, for three or four wins seems reasonable, but no. like with the schedule, you have no you have no idea what. Like I I don't know. Yeah, um, it's 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 just comical because it's 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 fun like objectively and it, it, taking the USF fandom out of it for a second. It's it's kind of fun to see what's in store every single year, especially with what's going on right now, because it's like you're even like a year over year team. There are very few exceptions right now for a team year over year. That's not turning over a good bit of their roster, you know, bringing in new, new transfers from, you know, top programs. And, you know, it's, it's a new era of college football and there are teams that are going to zig and there are teams that are going to zag at it. And Bill Connolly put a perfect piece about it at it. Um, but that defense is going to be kind of the big thing that everyone's going to be looking for because we know it based off of two four seven talent and everything else that the, the defense was talented last year. They had the pieces that they needed to in order to get things done, but injuries, 
scheme, whatever it was, just wasn't clicking with them. So you bring in now the third defensive coordinator uh, for a lot of these guys. Will that fix them? Because just because they played bad last year doesn't mean that they're going to be bad all year, every year, you know? Yeah. And it also doesn't mean, right, that they're going to automatically improve this year because of how bad it was last year. So it's it's really – it's uh, I'm trying not to get over my – I'm always super positive going into seasons. Almost typically, like, more – I like to put out more positivity at the beginning of the year than even I believe sometimes. Uh, but it's hard to get overly positive after the last few seasons, right? Because <laughs> you haven't been asking for much. Um, but one thing I do like about how the schedule lays out, one um, side note, catching Charlotte at the end of the year might be tough. Uh, it would have been nice to catch them earlier just because how many, how much they've turned over their roster. Um, catch them at the end of the year. Uh, we'll, they'll probably be playing a little bit better by then. But when you look at it broken down by home and away, besides the Alabama game, that certainly seems like you got a bunch of winnable games at home. And then away, you got your tougher games on the road, which if you had to pick, that's how you'd want it, right? Like right. if it's a game I'm probably going to lose, I'd rather have it on the road. Give me a winnable games at home. So I think they have a, quite a, they have some winnable games at home. They they really do. And that's, I think, the biggest reprieve for the schedule is, you know, I, I think we can all live with that BYU game, um, but you know you're basically replacing that BYU game with Alabama as far right. as toughness goes. But I mean, you you had Tulane last year at home for homecoming, which that fucking sucked dick. Um, <laughs> and you played him pretty tough until Bo yeah. got hurt. Even after you played him, all right, right. So I mean, you, you, I think yes, the schedule is a little bit easier. I, I think that's just an inherent thing of you know the competition changing not necessarily going down they're going up or anything like that but you know you're you're starting to see an evolution when it comes to these football programs and you know i think the the silver lining to this all like you said is is that home schedule is is favorable you could probably feasibly say four out of those six are winnable games in most aspects if you can steal one or two on the road who knows who knows what will happen? Yeah, and, and I'll be really interested to see the over-unders for this conference. I think right now um, UTSA is going to be one of the top teams. And then uh, then obviously you got Tulane, right? But it'll, it'll be really interesting with the kind of middle bottom here. I think it's going to be pretty – that was what we thought last year too. Um, that it was going to kind of be jumbled up a little bit. I think it's really going to be the case this year. You're going to have a lot of teams that it may just be whoever's kind of healthiest and gets hot at the right time will end up having right. a year. It's, uh, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a fun league to watch. I know a lot of people are upset. Uh, I've seen things like, um, you know, these. this is all the schools use to schedule as your, like, cupcake game or your out-of-conference automatic dub back in the day, but I think it's going to be a fun um, conference um, in oh, terms yeah. of competitiveness. Uh, now, obviously you'd like to be in a power five conference, but I think this gives you a chance to be competitive, obviously a lot quicker um, and then to get this thing turned around. You know, I, realignment is seems to be constant and not going, not going away anytime soon. So I think, 
your best bet is be competitive. And I think if you're in this conference and you win it, you have a chance to make the playoff. It, it certainly seems right. So, I mean, this it, for everything that everyone has ever said, this is still the best group of five conference in college football. Yeah. You know, I, I think you can make an argument to the Sun Belt might have a better team every once in a while. But, you know, from top to bottom, especially that middle pack, you know, the American is still going to be the, the top choice there as far as, uh, you know, the conference alignment goes. Yeah. And I, I'm, are you all right? So that's kind of the competitive side. Are you going to try to make any of these road games this year? I'm going to try our, our travel. And I'm the worst fan. I, I went to one or I went to two games last year, I think. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. are you going to try to take, make any of the home games this year? That's what right. I guess I should have. Right. Um, that, that's the big thing is, <laughs> but I mean, the, the good news about this, and again, I'm, I'm putting this silver lining on everything here is that you're, you're getting new, new teams coming in that are actually in good cities, like fun cities to visit. San Antonio is, is a great city to, uh, to visit. And they Charlotte, play the Alamo dome, right? Yeah, they play in the Alamo. So that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. Right across the street. It's like the, the river walk is nearby, and there's a whole lot of really interesting things going on in, in San Antonio at a time. Um, Charlotte, the city itself is nice. The airport, avoid it. Um, Birmingham isn't the worst place to visit in the world in the nicest way possible. It's actually got a great nightlife and a great little town there. So, I mean, and then Rice is obviously in Houston, so you, you know, replace Houston with Houston. So, um, you know, evidently there's still some fun to be had traveling to these games. I know Navy is going to be probably the top of the list for everyone, especially with that UTSA game on a Friday. Um, that really kind of stinks because that was a game that I was really kind of just hoping for, um, you know, having that on a Saturday. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bar- for foodies. Barbecue, a barbecue heavy schedule. Bar- big barbecue. Does Char- I don't. Does that. Charlotte have a, any bar? I know the Carolinas got their own kind of kind of thing. Yeah, they Charlotte do. They got their own type Carolina of thing. Oh, they don't have. Yeah, I guess it's a home game, right? So we're not going to be traveling there. So uh, I think I'm going to try to make UTSA. I'd like to see a game in the Alamo Dome. That'll be good. I think that'd be fun. So yeah. uh, this is a, a great. What a great! It's a great barbecue conference, apparently. It, it quite <laughs> really is. It. It, that's that's what it is. It's not the American. It's it's the American barbecue conference, and then you have BBQ conference, <laughs> and then Tampa with uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll supply the sandwiches for the pulled pork, and that's about it. There you go. It's it's a it's a it's the conference for foodies. Philadelphia's exactly. even got some stuff, right? So there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's a little Philly cheesesteak action. Um, What's Connecticut got? They got some like uh, they got some of the pizza stuff, don't they? Like the they got lobster rolls. There you go. What, what a conference. And then you got Boca. <laughs> they got something, I'm sure. Uh, they, uh, what is that? Uh, tapioca pudding. And <laughs> He's got a, they've got some great stuff. Uh, all uh, You can go down to Del Boca Vista down there and get some good stuff. Just <laughs> don't go to don't go at 5 o'clock or they're going to think you're really rich. So you got to go for the early. Right. So I, I, what do you – let's hear it right now, Steve. Put it in – Put it in stone. Put in, what is, what's your win? What's your win prediction right now? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three. And this is this is pre-spring. 
all's all's wells and ends wells and everything like that. We don't even know who USF's quarterback is going to be. I know Byron Brown is the is the hot name in the clubhouse for a lot of people, but you know Gary is still able to make plays and is good. And oh, fun. Our Eagle Eye Sleuth in the Discord, I believe it's Sean. Yes. Hayden, noticed there was a a picture of Gary running with a team. Oh my! Hold on, time out. Can you pull up a tweet for me real quick before we get a two two author? Can you pull up USF men's basketball most recent tweet? Yes. Hold on. Let's wait one second here. All right. So great, great football schedule talk. So let's go. Yeah. Great let's football go schedule. Um, football schedule talk. <laughs> but I, while you're pulling that up, three wins. I think before spring, before quarterbacking, before anything is uh, is decided. Um, we got a promoter uh, in, in chat as well. Um, just absolute. <laughs> For those audio listeners, USF men's basketball tweets, there are folks heading towards the exits in Orlando. To be fair, traffic is difficult here. And Stieg says, folks. folks. So that's... See what what happened? What are, what are they referencing here? Uh, USF men's basketball just successfully swept their second program of uh, the USF season here. Uh, swept ECU as well, and swept University of Central Florida, a team that's going to the Big Twelve to the Big Bad Basketball Conference. <laughs> good luck with them. all that. <laughs> Good, good luck playing up against uh, Baylor and Kansas when you just give 82 points to USF. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Good Lord. Tails between the legs. Um, so, it's official. Just, it's a Wednesday night. It's a Wednesday sweep. It is a Wednesday sweep. And softball <laughs> is playing the second game of their doubleheader, and they might lose. Uh, so, no, we don't. We, we'll that, they, they're only going to win one. We don't count the second one. Yeah, yeah we, let, actually, let, they let, tied it. It's it's tied. It was uh, it was uh, we were down one nothing and being no hit, and we just tied the game. So that's fun. Yeah, let let those two guys post more videos, more singing, more yeah, Mickey Mouse club, that, more Mickey Mouse Club stuff. Hold on, I got like three people. I got a message because of this. <laughs> Steve's gonna get off. Well, so in, in message, we're so. gonna get back to football, I promise. So after that video made its rounds uh, around the internet, five different people sent it to me, and they were like, "Bro, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I was like, "Y'all haven't been paying attention because Jim Lighthall has been doing the shit all year. Like they, <laughs> they went to they went to Tulsa with like a web like like the fucking weather thing, and we're like, where the where's the hurricanes at around here?" hilarious it was funny all year and i thought they were so they were funny cringy kind of videos uh and so yeah we'll, i have we'll to message the people we'll go ahead and play this from the espn twitter account i feel like oh, i'm not hitting tonight that's it for me. i'm not even sure it's just about confidence it's brian no way that just happened Lordy. no way confidence when you mm. feel like oh, i'm not hitting tonight that's it for me. i'm not even sure it's just about confidence oof that's pretty good right there. That's a, I love that. And Jim Blighthall make that call. Just 
just so good. It's it's like the it's like the redemption arc has been just completed. Uh so what a Wednesday. We've got quite a Wednesday. We've got uh you beat three teams in the state of Florida in three different athletic events. About to Pretty be good. four. They just took the lead against Florida Gulf Coast in that doubleheader. Mm. Things are happening, folks. Things are happening. Um, yeah, three wins for a men's for men's football here. Uh, switching gears back into the uh, point of this show, mm. um, and and this isn't a slight on Golish. This is not a slight on the players. This is just me leveling down the the expectations. I think we can probably uh, you know pencil that and uh, game. Florida AM is not bad, but I think when you look at the talent disparity between those two programs, I think you can probably, you know, lean some favor toward us after. Um, Charlotte is just, I don't know. No one knows what how Charlotte's going to be because they're turning, they're, they've added like 52 new players to the roster or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like you, you'd almost rather get them early because maybe they'll get it figured out by the final game of the year, but. They also might just be in peril for a couple. They might be in kind of free fall for a couple of years. We'll throw the schedule back up there. So you got FAMU, Charlotte, and who else? I I, I hate it, but like I still am, am leaning toward. I still think Temple's very good, despite what happened last year. Um, that's just my two cents. Yes, that, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I think. You'd think it would be winnable. They weren't. This was not like a great team. Uh, they just beat the brakes off of USF that day. But um, you're hoping you'd be improved, and that'd be a home game there. And, and let's towards be honest, the end of the year, the home team always wins for the USF Temple rivalry. Um, so we we have that going for us. Yes, I, I three I think is a pretty good number. Um, obviously right now we're way out. So this is kind of just like fun. Let's just look at it real quick and throw something up. But I think three is a good number. I I think well, what's, you know, what's not, I guess, concerning, but could very well happen is you could have three, you could have three before October and then finish with three. That would be tough. Right. That uh, would I be tough scenes. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's probably, you know, I, I think we both think Western Kentucky is a loss, right? On the road, first game, they're returning a ton of guys on offense against what was a, the worst defense in the country last year. Uh, Coach Golish is aware of that as well, by the way. Um, that's a loss. Alabama's a loss. Um, we think Memphis for sure. I Memphis is another one of those that I just – I can't pinpoint – they seem to be trending down, but they're also will come up and beat somebody they're not supposed to. It seems like right. I and and we haven't played Memphis in a while, right? It's been about or no, when did we last play them? We played them in twenty twenty. So it's been a, it's been quite a while since we've uh, visited the Tigers there. So it's um. It's a question mark. But I would I would lean loss, but like if we're gonna put like a if we're going to do lean likely, you know, marker in or anything like that, you know, 
I, I would put Memphis in like the lean loss category just because they are so variable from game to game. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the I think there's really only two like marker losses, and I think that is uh, is progress, baby. Yeah, I, I think. I, I just me looking. I think there's three off the bat that you're losing. You're losing Western Kentucky, Alabama, UTSA. Um, I don't think there's like I, I wouldn't go so far. You know, I think you people may hear earlier. Oh, there's only three guaranteed losses. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win nine games. Though. Like <laughs> I think three to four games is a good marker. Like you've got this. It usually doesn't happen in huge bursts, right? Where they're going to go from one win. To bowl eligibility, right? It's right. It'll probably be a slower progression, but I think it's just there's a lot of toss-ups, which is a good thing. I think if you're if you're coming off a one in eleven year, that's great. You got a lot of toss-ups, um, but I think it might be until the talent level gets pushed up. That's probably going to be what the conference is going forward. So um, you could get a year where you have a really good year. The next year you lose those close games. And now it looks really bad. Right. Yes, I would yeah. think. <laughs> Andrew, I, I would think. I think Andrew's probably nailed it. Yeah, it. it <laughs> that's the best and only way to put it. Really, it's <laughs> somewhere between there, and I think that's perfectly fine for year one under Alex Golish. Yeah, we'll probably and we'll talk about this more as like the actual season comes along, and after we've seen spring and see if they added more stuff in the portal. Um. It's probably way too early to talk about kind of goals for this season. You see the schedule, and you want to like try to try to map out the season and see, okay, well, what's what should be the goal here? Um, but that's something we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a few months. So, mm-hmm. anything else on the schedule or any other USF athletics happenings, Steve? Uh, softball's up three to one. Um, yeah, it's just a joyful night in USF athletics. It's a what a monumental day. Uh, what are the odds? Yeah, Wednesday. Somebody, what are the odds somebody in USF related Twitter steals Wednesday? Um, we have some the, fans in the in the Selman Center, so I'd imagine someone might uh might steal that once everything goes final. Um, I, think a, I think a Wednesday might 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 get put out there. Man, what a what a good! I was worried about today too. I was when Vito and I were talking about everything this week, and we were looking at the Wednesday schedule. I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" Like the worst possible situation is like, yeah, you'll probably get a USF women's basketball game um, victory there for senior night and everything. But like, softball hadn't been looking good over the past weekend. Uh, baseball, you know, didn't close it out on Tuesday night and had to travel to Gainesville. So that's ugly. And then the war on I-4, which is always ugly. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the 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 scary moment of it all. And, you know, hey, they, they ended up doing pretty good. Yeah, a, a great day for USF Athletics. You, It looked like the women's basketball might have a hiccup there for a little bit. They turned it on and won. Uh, I think that's probably the most important one at this point, right? That's they've got a chance to do something. Um, I think that's it for us. We just wanted to come on and go through the schedule. Uh, we were, <laughs> Steve and I both uh, forgot. Uh, we had some other engagements on Tuesday. So we were going to try to do this the day the schedule was released. Steve had to go somewhere. And then I remembered uh, it was my anniversary. So uh, <laughs> you, you both were giving me shit 
Well, how could you? I was like, I can't the- believe it. He's <laughs> bailing for some show. I was like, oh wait, uh, hey guys, uh, you mind if we push it? So, yeah, so it's on Wednesday. That's my fault. We could have had a healthy Nathan if, if, uh, if I wasn't my anniversary, but. But then maybe we wouldn't have got all these. Maybe maybe we we wouldn't have got all these wins here. So um, we have some cool stuff playing in the future. Um, We've been talking about it. We're gonna try to do some things. There's a service called Playback. Just want to let you guys know about as you're listening here. Check it out. It's called Playback. Basically, we can watch. I'm not sure if it'll have the NCAA tournament. It might have the women's tournament because they do have. stuff through ESPN on where you can watch it. But basically like you, if you have, uh, you can come on, jump in and we'll, uh, be all be able to watch the game together. So we'll be able to do kind of a virtual watch party with the actual broadcast on. Um, and then we'll also be able to walk, go back and watch YouTube videos. So we might do something one night where we watch an old, uh, USF game. It's kind of be, um, like the zoom hangout we did a few years ago. But we'll, everyone can come in and, and watch a game with us, and, and we can talk through it. And uh, it should be a pretty fun time. And then once we get to football season, all these away games, we could do virtual watch parties and things like that. It could be pretty cool. Um, if you haven't seen it before, check out Playback. It's a pretty interesting thing. Uh, I'm in there, so uh, we're going to try to use it in the coming weeks. So let us know if there's a game you like an older game you've got that's on YouTube that you guys would like to watch. Um, or, Everyone's going to say the same one. Why are you even offering? <laughs> well, you know, let's let, 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 let's, you know, you, you, it's no, the illusion is the illusion of choice here. No, shut up. Yeah. Shut up everyone. We don't want to watch the West Virginia game. I want to watch the USF army game in 2001 where USF was a college game day participant. If the, full thing's on, if the full thing's on YouTube, we can watch it. So there's some YouTube functionality, um, but there is also live game functionality. Uh, so I think during the season, we'll be able to watch games that are on. I'm not sure if they'll have like ESPN Plus functionality at that time, but games that are on uh, like basic cable, I'd imagine we'd be able to all watch together and the broadcast would be synced up. So it, it, would be, it, it should be a fun time to do like a virtual watch party where everyone's broadcast is synced to the exact same moment. Um, and you can actually watch. So as Steve and I would be talking here, we'd have the game on the screen as well, and we'd be minimized. So it would be uh, a pretty cool thing. We're going to test it out here in the next few weeks. Uh, that's something that's coming up. And we'll talk about that and get more feedback in our Discord. Steve, tell them how can, they can join the Discord. We're up to about 150 people in there now. It's a pretty good community uh always stuff going on in there it's it's, oh, it's yeah. a good time so how can how can people join that steve so it, it's very simple uh there's a uh additional streaming service called twitch twitch.tv uh it is not for there's a fun reason why it's called tv but just follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash the daily stampede and uh, just send a screenshot of you following us and we'll let you in. It's it's seriously as simple as that. Um, you know, we, we don't complicate things. We don't want to, you know, put things behind a paywall yet. Um, yet. But we want to at least engage with the fellow USF fans in a better forum than than Twitter will provide. Yeah, it's it's to me, it's like uh, it's kind of a mix of a message board that you get on a pay site. Um, and 
it's like the best parts of Twitter. So like USF Twitter, if you enjoy being in that, Andrew's a big fan. He's been in there for a while. Um, if you enjoy like the USF Twitter, but you hate having the trolls come in and that kind of stuff, it's great. We can kind of regulate who's in there. Um, and if somebody is acting a fool, we can kick them out. But we haven't had to do that yet. Everyone's been really great. So um, that's a really fun community. If you're looking for a USF to community to join for free and kind of interact about sports, uh, we'll, we could even talk about The Last of Us in there. All that kind of stuff. We've got everything. If you're looking for travel recommendations, I mean, Steve's getting, Steve's going to get like where to go in Barcelona recommendations. I think he's already got that lined up for somebody else in the Discord is going before him. Right. I've so also you, got a message, uh, you know, Jose and ask him some recommendations. I think he's busy right now, though. Yeah. I don't want to bother him too much. That's true. And, and there's, there's specialty, uh, there are some specialty, uh, uh, holiday messages in there as well so we do, we make it fun it's a really good it's a really good time right so, and yes. and we provide exclusive information in there as well that's i think the the main yeah. kind of draw point that we can tell you guys is is that you know we have different threads for different information so recruiting and on campus gym talk <laughs> we don't really talk about realignment too much because a lot of it's like way above what even our heads are even saying in our hearing or anything like that. So those are just kind of general things, but we really try to segment yeah. it out so that people can talk about the things that they want to talk about in a forum where it's easier to respond. It's easier to see messages. It's, it's just an easier format um, all around. So again, if you want to join the discord uh, Twitch TV slash the daily stampede, just send me uh, a, or send us a screenshot on the uh, house account. The a direct message. Yep. Send us a direct message. We'll uh, we'll let you in as soon as Heath, I remember to log into that account. Heath, we talk helmets in Steeg's equipment room, which is a which is a uh, a channel in the Discord. Um, yeah, like we we had the news, uh, or I think we had a couple people mention with Damian Washington days before he was hired, announced as the hire. <laughs> Um, I think it was Tom McMahon nailed it. He, that's who he wanted. And then I think Sean kind of sussed it out before anybody else had it. Um, we, we've done a pretty good job. Steve and Sean have done a really good job on the recruiting side. Um, and, and Nathan's got sources everywhere and, uh, we'll wait. Uh, we saw some of the stadium leaks that came out as, but I think we'll wait for Nathan to talk about that kind of stuff. So get his opinion on those too. So, I think we're done. Join the Discord. Thanks for watching. Steve, anything on the way out on this fine Wednesday? What a fucking Wednesday, man. What a great fucking Wednesday. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me right back in with a day like this. <laughs> it's, a, it's like golf. You hit that one good shot and you keep coming back. It's that one good day and the, the, now they got you hooked. So, Everybody have a good night. Steve, have a great evening. Go Bulls. Adios.